there, and welcome to Joyful Homemaking. My name is Marissa, and I am joined by my lovely friend, Ashley, who currently has no power at her house right now. So <laughs> That is true. We are so thankful for our generator and our wood-burning stove, but it is yes. funny. It's like this, okay, so we're going to run the coffee maker so we got to turn off the <laughs> stove and now we need to run the stove so we're going to turn off everything else and now anyway so yeah but it's good it's good oh, we are goodness. very thankful and as you know we wouldn't have because we're on a well and pump and everything we wouldn't have water if we didn't have a generator so I'm really glad that we have a generator yeah so. and is it the generator that when we were over Darren helped you yeah. out of yes, that's <laughs> right yes we've had so many people help contribute to this generator we also had a wonderful friend come and help us set it up so yes. I'm so thankful for friends that could help move it around and set it up and all of the things because it was um it was good timing so and look yeah. at you're using it and we you are, are sharing the goodness with your neighbors so that they can flush their toilets. <laughs> toilets um, I know. It's I so funny. It. Okay, but we you left me on a cliffhanger in Marco Polo's on Thursday. You had a blizzard warning for your area. And I'm like, I haven't heard from her. What happened with the blizzard? Oh my goodness. I'm so Was sorry. Was it a blizzard? Um, no. I mean, they're calling it a blizzard, but what I'm learning really quickly now here in Idaho versus in Oregon is nothing closes. <laughs> nothing gets shut down. Uh -huh. You just continue on with life. And uh, the thing I was most concerned about because we're new to the area with a blizzard warning was visibility for driving. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was most concerned about. And you know what? I think that probably wisdom and wise for the national weather service to just encourage everyone that there's a potential blizzard instead of, and like, you know, air on the side of caution instead of like regret. I didn't inform people well enough, so I can't be mad at them. And, um, this blizzard was no real blizzard, but it is oh, snowing good. today. We have, I think I want to say like, a foot cumulative of snow right now and um but it's good it's like a snow globe you know like you're in a snow globe it's so uh, fun <laughs> but it's just beautiful our snow is kind of like little icy pellets and so it's <laughs> really remember. slick yeah so the kids are sledding but they're <laughs> my oldest was like let's have a snowball fight and I was like no no let's not because you're just gonna be throwing balls of ice at each other <laughs> so, That's so anyway, funny. but it's, you know it's pretty about yeah. Oregon and but you know it does make good snowballs when it's good moist snow here it's very dry um, oh, so yeah. it's kind of like you're walking in like powdered sugar. It's so weird. weird. <laughs> Anyways, we're learning. Know. It's good. But I am so excited to talk to you today, Ashley, because one, I feel like our conversation today, you have a wealth of knowledge. And so, yeah, I'm setting the expectation like at 10 here for <laughs> you. <laughs> but we had the opportunity to start this kind of um, trajectory of vision casting for our podcast last week was a really great episode where we kind of like laid out where we're going and talked about how each like compartment of our life um is all 
severely important and all kind of relates back to our foundation of Christ. And we got to talk about like the mind and our spiritual walk last week was such a good conversation. And then this week it's, you know, I, when I look at all of the topics, I think on some of the weeks, but then I start writing out my notes and I'm like, Oh, God is so good to give us all of these different areas of our life that do connect to him that do matter and actually have legacy minded um, results when you focus on each area of your life. And today we are talking about drum roll, please. Health, (laughs) health, health, health. The kind of, what is that like big topic word that's out on the street right now, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. The physical health, physical well-being. Yes. And Ashley and I have kind of been chatting this week about when we think about health, first of all, there's an overarching theme of that. It is our physical bodies that we are paying attention to, but why, why does it matter? You know, when we're here for just a mist, as the Bible says, just, you Mm -hmm. know, passing glance and your life is over in comparison to the eternity that you'll get to be with Christ. Why do we even put an emphasis on health? And why do you think, Ash? Well, I have been thinking about this, obviously, this week as well. (laughs) And one of the big things that I kept thinking about that I actually think you and I can definitely speak to this topic because I, so I think there's a lot of Christian women that like your kind of Um, alluding to, they might think physical health, that's really not important. Like I need to focus on spiritual. I need to focus on my family. Yes. Those things are also important, but if you don't have physical health, it is so hard to do all of those other things. And Marissa, you and I have both been in places Mm -hmm. in which we were in consistent chronic physical pain. We've both had separate chronic pain issues, but issues that really have been debilitating. Mm -hmm. And when you are in physical pain and anybody who understands this or has been through this is like, yes, and amen. When you are in physical pain, you can't focus on those other important things. Like you cannot folk. It's so much harder to be an intentional mother, to be an intentional wife, to do the homemaking. I mean, I've been in a place where I literally couldn't do so much of my homemaking because physically, I couldn't do it. My body couldn't do it. And so these things might not seem important to somebody who's never been in that place before. But, um, but all of the other, if you're thinking about that wheel, that wonderful wheel analogy you gave us, all of those other spokes, they're not going to function if you can't function, (laughs) function, right? And so, um, and so I just think physical health, it's yes, yes, it can easily become an idol. We'll talk about that. But it is so important that, um, that you do maintain physical health so that you can do all those other ones that are considered more important. So that is why I would consider it important. Definitely. I love that. That was just a beautiful explanation. And as we dive in today into our conversation, I think the, the, like you mentioned earlier, we're going to get into needing to set up some guardrails because as in any of these categories, 
if you give too much attention to one and not enough attention to one, then it affects the other areas just as much. And so I think that's so good. And I, yes, the wheel analogy where they all need to work in unison, right. And to, to propel you forward on this life. So when Ashley and I were talking, we kind of, um, so when you say the word health, depending on either your background or what you're focused on, you could probably go in a couple different directions. And we kind of want to break down today's conversation into three main categories. We went back and forth about what to call them because I am not clever with words. So, (laughs) but um, you know, sometimes if you think of health, especially in this new year, our mind can kind of go just to fitness, right? Just to exercise. Mm-hmm. And that is a significant portion of health, which we will cover today. But also we want to kind of talk about two other portions as well. And one is um, food, what we're putting into our body. So fitness, it matters what we do with our body. Food, it matters what we put into our body. And then the third category we're kind of going to break down is um, wellness and rest. And Ashley's so good to come up with the rest word. And wellness, I've heard people talk a lot about like preventative things in order to handle sickness or to prevent sickness. But what I want to kind of break this one down as is it matters how we take care of our bodies. So what we do with our bodies, what we put in with our bodies and how we take care of our bodies. And um, in all of this though, there should be some guardrails. Uh, and the two, I'm going to let Ashley talk about them. I hope that's okay. I'm putting you on the spot. But mm-hmm. I feel like if you were to go to a bowling alley, and you were to go with children under the age of five, they would give you these fabulous bumpers <laughs> that like pop up so that you don't end up in the gutter. And it just makes the whole experience way more enjoyable. If you have young children, you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> similar, like if you're on the highway, they have those guardrails so that you don't go off the highway into the bushes, right? So let's just think of these two guardrails on either side one uh the temptation to make any of these things an idol and the other the temptation to have idleness in either of these things laziness right so Ashley do you want to kind of like you are so good can you want to talk about the temptation or the reason for these guardrails that we see in our health category Yes, absolutely. So first of all, you say you're not good with words, but idle and idleness. I love it. It's totally the two guardrails, guardrails on each side are the two pits you could really fall into on each side if you don't have guardrails up. So um, first of all, with an idol, I mean, we all know, like you can look at the culture and it is so easy to spot those idols of, um, of health, quote, scare quote, health. Um, and I think for so many people, it's their identity is Mm. in whatever their hell I am a I am a vegan runner I am a paleo weightlifter whatever it might be I'm not saying that either of those things are bad things necessarily but when that it's so easy to make it your identity and I for years and years and years yes I was a runner I mean and it's funny how you don't say like I I enjoy it's like this is my identity. I am a runner, right? And then God was like, no, you're not anymore. But um, anyhow, but that's, I just think that it can get so caught up. Um, we, 
we idolize these things so much that they literally, like we internalize them as this is now my identity when obviously no, our identity is in Christ and him alone. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and it's so easy to make these idols to be consumed by them. And obviously food is real difficult because you (laughs) you have to eat, right? You have to put something on the table. You have to put something in your body. You have to feed your family something. Um, and so it's so easy for it to become an idol, whether that is the idol of overconsumption and of unhealthy eating, or it is the idol of I'm going to count every calorie and only eat a handful of spinach or whatever that might be, right? So it can, it's either way, it's an idol. It's just, are you idolizing food because you love it so much? Or are you idolizing food because you hate it and you don't want to gain one ounce of fat? And so, um, you know, those are just, and obviously fitness is the same way. So you could, you can, um, you can idolize fitness and you can obsessively work out. Um, you can also friend, am I still with you? Oh yeah. You went out for a second, but now you're back. Okay. I have no idea where my screen is with you on it, but that's okay. Anyways. Um, Oh, here we go. I found the recording. Okay. Sorry. Um, I keep, I talk with my hands and I hit my phone anyway. Um, so, but then, um, but then like you were saying, there's idleness, right? Like mm-hmm. if we are not, if we're not worried about our physical health at all, or I shouldn't say worried if we're not keeping up with our physical health at all, like that, that will catch up with you. If you're not considering what you're putting into your body, if you're not considering, fitness or anything like that. I mean, yes, you can become overweight. And, you know, for most people, that's like, I mean, our culture is so obsessed with weight and, and Mm -hmm. physique and all of those things. And so, um, but, but really it comes back and here we go again. This is what we're talking about. Our overarching theme. What is your vision? Mm -hmm. Is your vision a heritage, a legacy where you want to be able, I mean, you were talking about this the other day in a poll that you sent me, like we want <laughs> to be able to interact and play with our grandkids. We want to see our great grandkids, you know, I mean, Lord willing, of course, you never know what's going to happen. But um, if you don't take care of your body, if you, if you go down the, into the gutter of the idleness, then, um, then that, you know, probably that's not going to happen if you can't take care of yourself or you will be so miserable because you're so unhealthy by that point. Um, that it will be difficult to enjoy times with your grandchildren, great grandchildren, et cetera, or even your own children. I mean, when I've had physical problems, mm-hmm. you know, physical problems, I can't really interact with my children. I can't play with them and run around with them. So um, anyhow, so those are the two, I think um, what we're talking about here, like the two yeah. really ditches of, um, of sin problems when it comes to uh, health and wellness. And, you know, it's so funny with the two ditches, like they're both stemmed out of selfishness, which is, you know, Mm, isn't that just everything in life? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And I ask me how I know, right? (laughs) Because Mm. the one of creating an idol out of health is really tempting to tell yourself, well, I'm doing this for my legacy, or I'm doing this, you know, X, Y, and Z, I want to look good. But if you just have, if you just take that one side step that takes it from in um, your attention and your identity in Christ into now look at me, and what I want for me and me, 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 you know, it's just like, it's, it's a smallest little side, side step. It's like, we we're talking about the highway. 
it's that little bump, 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 Mm. bump, 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 bump,
and we have a, a garden. I mean, we will again in the spring. We don't right now. But like so and just increasing those things is part of kind of our vision of fun things we want to do with our family and we want to grow our own food yeah. and, you know, all of these things. So the first thing that I do every morning is I go out and I do some chores. And sometimes that can be really painful because my back is not good. Um, and, but so what I need to continue doing is just building muscle and, and keeping up with core muscle, which is not, it's, it just takes discipline, right? Like nobody likes mm-hmm. to do like the weight anyway. So my goal is to like commit at least twice a week. I'm just starting with twice a week because I know that that is something that I can realistically look at. So at least twice a week get into our gym and work on weight training and so and working on core muscle building and all of that. So that's kind of my goal. I mean, that's just personally because of vision, because of our family, because of our the way, you know, our everything works in our lifestyle. That's my goal. So um, and of course, you know, having kids wrecks, <laughs> pulls apart your abdominal muscles. And so continuing, <laughs> I mean, my last baby was you know, almost seven years ago, but still just continuing to work on um, building my muscles back up. And so that's just mine. But you're I mean, a goal could be working out, it could be strength building, it could be endurance building, it could be weight loss, building that muscle, you know, different muscle groups after pregnancy, etc. So that's just mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing right now. And um, I yeah, I've had different, I've had different times where I've been had a gym membership and I've gone and met a friend at five in the morning when my husband was home with the kids and I've had different times when I could run and um what can I I can't read that my daughter is sending me messages oh I'm trying to can I play the piano (laughs) yes you can play the piano just close that door thanks lovey (laughs) okay sorry (laughs) you hear any background music (laughs) that's my daughter anyway um (laughs) yeah exactly it's so funny um okay so anyhow um and but I would say you know just really look at your life look at what's not gonna take you away from your family if you're Mm -hmm. If you think I'm going to go to the gym as soon as my husband gets home at six o'clock and they're going to have dinner without me and I'm going to go work out for an hour. Well, like, let's look back at your vision. Why is it for your family? Because are you leaving your family to do that? I mean, I just think it's really important when you're making these decisions, when you're figuring out what is exercise or strength building or whatever going to look like. um, How can that either incorporate your family or if it doesn't incorporate your family, how can you do it in the in the rhythm of your day where you won't? you won't be neglecting your family. That's so so what about you? Do you have any specific, I mean, obviously <laughs> you've got some, uh, I, well, I guess, okay. It is, it's social media. It's out official. there now, right? Yeah, it's yeah. social media official. So there's some babies. Yeah. And so that's obviously gonna mess with all of the things, right? All you can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what do you have any specific things? I mean, you can speak to obviously pregnancy. Yeah. Stuff. Know. You know, I, yeah, I've been pregnant my or breastfeeding my whole life. I feel like now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're nine weeks along. We're so excited. We're going to be due in August. So Hopefully, um, you listeners can pray for me, (laughs) pray for this baby. I will talk, I'm sure in another category. Um, but 
there was some traumatic things that happened with my last baby girl. She's here though. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. And so God is working on me through this next um, pregnancy and birth, I'm sure. So, but health (laughs) and fitness, I definitely struggle. And I, I was talking to a friend. Um, she's actually a personal trainer and I was like, train me. Um, but I, I was trying to tell her about, my past. And I was, I, I was a four sport that varsity athlete by my sophomore year of high school. I've played sports my whole life, been very active. And then I get out of the sports season, if you will, <laughs> uh, into adulthood. And I was lost. I was lost. I didn't have like a prescriptive, this is what you need to do to have lifelong fitness, right? I had here's a basketball. Why don't you go shoot 53 pointers type of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, or, Hey, this is a soccer game and you're just running for an hour and it feels so good. And you're playing. And there is something to be said about, you know, sports fitness. And some people do a really good job transitioning from that season into like lifelong sport fun. Um, Mm -hmm. I would love to see that happen for me one day, but I kind of got to this place in my life where I was like, I don't know what to do. I, I never learned the skill of like long distance running. I only sprinted, which I know is really good for strengthening, but where am I going to sprint or what am I, you know, like (laughs) I was just so confused. And uh, when I got married and after I had my first baby specifically, you know, I didn't know where to go and what to start with. And then you know, that was 10 years ago (laughs) and I still sometimes don't know what I'm doing, but what I have figured out is that when we're doing it as a family or when I'm doing it with my husband is when I am most successful. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's that simply that accountability or it's because I am just designed that way to have such a family focus that it motivates me in a different way. But, um, when we were living in our trailer for 18 months before we moved into our house, we had this rare opportunity to go and travel and see a bunch of national parks. And one of our desires was to hike in all of them. (laughs) And so hiking, and I, that's actually, uh, the majority of the time is when I was pregnant with our last baby and it was so good. It felt good to be out in God's creation you know, fresh Mm -hmm. air. It felt good to do it alongside of my kids and my family. And it was really good for my overall um, health. And so Darren and I have made a a goal to continue to try to do hikes. um, And we've done some now that we live, you know, an hour and a half away from two national parks. It's been really Mm -hmm. good. And, um, but there's hiking and there's walking to be had all over. And I think that's a good lifelong exercise. That's only Mm -hmm. like a small compartment. It's something that's enjoyable to do with the whole family. But when we moved here to Idaho and the winters, you know, well, last winter was exceptionally bad. Everyone's like, it was nine months of winter. It really wasn't nine months, but I'm sure it (laughs) felt that way. We're like Mm -hmm. this year, the winter really didn't hit until January. Um, so what, but one of the things that we tried to do to prepare ourselves and our family and especially our active boys was to set up a little area in our garage to be the movement area. And we're calling it PE cause you know, we homeschool yeah. and it's going to be part of our day. So 
um, prior to being like actively snoshous during pregnancy, Ooh. we would go out for just a half an hour and there was like a treadmill and a, like a little rowing machine and a bike. And so we'd all kind of like just be out there together and a little timer every five minutes we'd rotate. And that was really good. It was so fun to be able to set aside the time during the day. I found that I struggled to wake up early and I don't want to stay up late. I am so weird. Um, but to do it with the kids and to, to do it during the day was really successful. And then the nausea <laughs> came in like a yeah. wave. And I, I, after talking with my husband, I decided that I just needed to focus a little bit on rest during this time, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in that third category we'll get to. But Um, but if I am not feeling nauseous or if I am doing something and can do a spurt of energy, like we have 13 stairs in our house. So every time I go up the stairs, I just say, you can do it 13 stairs. And I just (laughs) try to motivate myself to go up those 13. So as I have already confessed, I am not the fitness guru of this relationship, but I think it is important to know that we are all in different seasons and it is appropriate to make sure that you're focusing on exercising your body, but that you also give yourself grace. Like when Ashley had her back injury and I have, I have a hernia. And so it causes my core to just be out of whack and my intestines kind of like seep out, which sounds gross, but you know what I mean? You know, I, I can't push myself in those seasons as I know that you couldn't either, but you can find other things, you know, like swimming was such an enjoyable thing for me during my hernia pain, um, because there, there, it lifted my body in a different way, you know, that didn't put the pressure on. And so anyways, get creative. There's not a one size fits all for exercise. Some of us are more highly advanced than others. And, you know, I, there's this one gal I met at church that she, um, was really struggling with her exercising and she reached out to some gals and she said, Hey, would you meet me at the mall and just walk? And they all, their whole home group rallied around them and met her and walked with her. And so take, take advantage of asking for help and also giving for help during this section is what I would say. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That is awesome. I, I love your guys' PE time and I just think that's so (laughs) sweet and adorable. And I love seeing a video of it too on Instagram, but, um, but I think you're so right about the transitions, right? Like even like transition, well, now I'm nauseous and pregnant and need to rest more. And the transition from I've gotten out of high school and that goes with the identity again, right? I've always been an athlete. I've been a soccer player or a basketball player. Like for me, I had always been a runner. Well, when you can't do those things anymore because either your body stops you or your you know, your new lifestyle of having children and a husband and a home to care for stops you. You can't go join a basketball league. Um, but like the, you know, if that stops you, well, if you have had your identity rooted in, no, this is who I am, that's going to be really difficult. So, um, yeah, I just think that's so important. Um, like like your mindset for transitioning, I can still be active, but it's going to look different. It's going to look like me putting the kids in the bob stroller and jogging around. I mean, I used to do that all the time, you know, <laughs> just pushing my kids up and down the hills and following my, my little, my son on his bike and everything like that was, that was exercise for a long time. And it was really good exercise, but yeah. you just have to know like, this isn't going to be 
the 10 mile long distance runs I used to do on the weekends before kids or whatever. So I think that's really important. So that's such good, good, good wisdom, Ashley. Thank you. Well, let's move into the next category. I know (laughs) we've said this so many times this week, there's so much more that could be said in Mm -hmm. each of these. And again, as we continue listening to our podcast, we'll give you more nuggets and personal stories and history, but it is important not to overwhelm. And it is important to kind of just get a a general overview and picture before you dive in too deep into each category. So our next Mm -hmm. one is food. And this is a doozy. Yeah, (laughs) we can make anybody mad with anything we say. (laughs) I feel like we could have already made people mad with the fitness and talking Uh about all the things. So if you're still listening, (laughs) this one um, is something that has I think progressively both gotten worse and Mm -hmm. has gotten more to the general public about food if your eyes have been open I should say right Mm -hmm. yeah and I know both Ashley and I probably have similar views but also um there is room for different thought on this your vision is what's going to propel you forward and kind of for me, if, um, I'll start this one so that Ashley and her wisdom can finish some good, good <laughs> stuff for you all. Um, but for me, it has definitely also been a transition of, mo- I've always enjoyed food, eating food, um, hospitality, things like that from even a young age. But what I've realized as I have had kids of my own and have been now more acutely aware of what I'm putting in their bodies is one, how nourishing food can be, or on the other hand, how depleting food can be. And the sad truth of both food and wellness, like we'll talk about, is that the choices that we make in our motherhood and in our homemaking can have long-lasting ramifications for our children. Um, just several studies have come out to talk about, you know, the different hormones and things or the different, um, uh, uh, what is the word I was just going to say, but like toxins, if you will just use that word briefly, briefly, but, um, that can actually hinder things like our children's future fertility, right. Mm-hmm. Or gut health that actually gut health affects the mind. Okay. So I'm not going to go off the deep end. Hopefully I haven't already, but <laughs> Um, just as a motivator to say what we put in our bodies and what we put in our children's bodies do matter. It matters. And if you, um, are not ready to hear that, just, um, listen to Ashley, she's wise. And, um, I will just say that it has been a slow transition for our family to get off of certain things and on to others. It reminds me of the Bible when it tells you to put off different things and put on others. And um, as we are in our own sanctification journey as Christians, we are still on a journey as mothers and homemakers. And so, you know, don't go throw out all the food in your pantry right now, but uh, use this as kind of an encouragement just to be thinking about what we put in our bodies. One of our motivators for starting Heritage Home Family Farm was that we wanted something that would encourage homemade food with ease because sometimes it can feel daunting. 
It can feel daunting to see what the world has offered us and to see, wow, I don't want to put any of that in my body, but where do I start or how do I do this? I think I talked last week about a dear friend that I've met here in the area. She says, I have five whole chickens in my freezer and I don't know what to do with them. You know, she's like, I just thaw one and cut the breasts off and put it back in the freezer. And it's so true. It, it's not necessarily something that all of us grew up doing. Right. And so one of our family's goals, both with the farm and just with our personal lives is that we just want to kind of eat and enjoy whole real food. And that doesn't mean the whole 30. That just means Mm -hmm. like food that the Lord has given us in its natural state. How can we best enjoy it? And I think enjoyment is something that is important to us. We want to enjoy what we're eating. And so we want to put the care and the love into not only making it, but also knowing what kind of lasting effect it's going to have on our bodies and our kids' bodies. All right, Ashley, give us your wisdom, girl. I just did my spiel. (laughs) So yeah, it is so true. And I think you did. um, Yeah, I think you did a great job explaining that. And I am completely in agreement. So just, and just to let every our dear listeners know in case you did not know if you don't know me personally my degree actually is in nutrition and so this is something that has been near and dear to my heart for a very long time because college feels like a long time ago but it is what (laughs) I studied and I've always been interested in it and I we have very similar similar goals like just continue whole real food like you're talking about um we really local eating is important to us that doesn't mean everything is going to be local of course we don't grow bananas in Oregon you know um (laughs) but like just continuing to try to find sources locally so we can support the people that we know are doing it the right way that are growing things the right way um or what we would consider the right way um in grazing and growing you know raising animals growing our own produce I mean that's to me, that is so fun and life-giving and it brings me close to the Lord and it brings me close to my family when we do it together. And so those are just continuing to do more of that um, are big goals of mine. And I, I love that you talked about um, what the Bible says we need to, we need to put off and, and put on. So as you are taking things maybe out of your pantry or out of your refrigerator that are not good, getting rid of those things. Don't just say to your family, we're not doing that. We're not, we're not going to eat boxed cereal anymore. Cause I've, you know, like I've researched so much and that's bad for us. Well, what are you putting on? Are you making a really yummy homemade granola for your family to enjoy? Like, what can you add? What can you find to make? And that may seem so daunting and overwhelming for somebody that's like, but my whole pantry is boxed mixes. So just, just take one thing at a time, just take it slow. Don't go overboard or you really will have nothing to eat. You know, like just kind of start figuring out one thing at a time. Like Marissa was talking about, how do you cook a whole chicken and use that? How do you, you know, make, um, make your own homemade cornbread mix or your own home homemade cornbread instead of, um, using whatever the box, what is it? Jiffy? Yeah, I think something like that. I don't know. I don't even know what's in Jiffy, but I'm just thinking. Anyhow, so um, those would be some of my um, some of my suggestions. If you have similar goals to Marissa and I, um, other possible goals it could just be eating more fruits and vegetables. I know a lot of people just, you know, that just seems like a very 
a common thing. People like I need to, you know, have more fruits and vegetables for my family, have more balance, have less sugar. Um, one big um, thing I think for people is figuring out allergies and intolerances. I can tell that my child is having a problem with something we're eating, but I can't figure it out. Well, maybe now's the time to commit, you know, for the next few weeks, we're going to cut out this for the next few weeks, we're going to try this, whatever it might be. Um, and then of course, weight loss goals, um, you know, through, and that could be through something really obnoxious, like calorie counting, but like, sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, this is my goal. I know I need to do this in to honor the Lord and I'm going to do it in a way that glorifies him. Um, and I do like, while we're talking about all of this, I think we have to, we have to look at all of these things with thankfulness. Right. And that means mm. we're not comparing well, oh, mm-hmm. well they, you know, she lives on five acres and can have a garden and livestock or, well, I know that, you know, so-and-so's husband makes enough, they can afford organic food or she has the time because of whatever's going on to meal prep, whatever it might be. It's so easy to compare ourselves to other people instead of just being thankful for what we have. And the, mm-hmm. the truth is like, can you feed your family? Do you have food to feed your family and yourself? Like, well, that's an incredible blessing. So I think if we start from a place of thankfulness for what we have, then we can go on to to look at our vision, to set goals and to slowly work through those goals. So I would just encourage, you know, if if any of this is kind of if it seems to be rubbing you the wrong way, just go go back to the basics and think like am am I thankful for what I have though? you know, first yeah. and foremost, before, um, be- before you get upset with us for telling you what <laughs> our goals are. So anyway, but I think, you know, food, I mean, oof, we could talk so for a long much. time. Yeah. There's a lot to do with food and food goals. And um, I, yeah, I love yeah. that you brought up about comparison. Definitely. We know that comparison is the thief of joy, but it is mm-hmm. also the thief of thankfulness, like you said. And mm-hmm. I think that when we fall into the comparison trap, we leave our thinking brain at home. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we think yes. it's not possible. Look at them. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I just... Darren and I actually, we did a challenge. We were feeling, okay. So when we lived in Oregon, Ashley actually introduced us to this food co-op that we did for three years. And it was financially very good for our Mm -hmm. budget for food. It was not, I would say very good for health purposes, but financially it was very helpful. And so then when we moved to Idaho, um, we moved from spending, I think it was $80 a month, Ashley, or is that right? $80? Oh yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. And anyway, you get a lot of groceries from it. Yeah. yeah. Like, so like $80 a month for this food co-op that you went and walked through, like about to expire, expired things or overstock mm-hmm. once a week. And we got a lot of food to feed our family of seven at the time. Then it became eight once Gwenny was born, but, um, we moved here and we were like, okay, thinking back to before we started the food co-op we were spending like a thousand dollars a month on food and this was before COVID and you know so everything has gone up like 40 percent so we were looking at our budget which is another one of our um goals that we're going to be talking about not today but coming up 
see how mm-hmm. they all intertwine. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we were talking about our budget and we were like, okay, now that we're paying for our own food. Cause we just, you know, it takes time. Like Ashley said, if you're going to do a garden, if you're going to raise animals, it doesn't like just start, it takes time. And so what kind of changes can you make right away uh, or baby step your way to it? um, is important. But so we looked at our, our budget and we're like, okay, if we are able to pay for our family of eight now soon to be nine, how much money can we afford? And, you know, looking at like that thousand dollars, $900, I think we said, if we did a food breakdown about how much we could spend at each meal to feed our entire family, we said $5 to feed eight people at breakfast ten dollars to feed eight people at lunch and fifteen dollars to feed eight people at dinner so the collectively that would be thirty dollars a day 30 times 30 days of the month would be about nine hundred dollars and i looked at him like oh my goodness can we do that and eat real food real food you know like food that you're not from a box because honestly guys if you buy food from a box, you cannot make it in the five, 10 and 15 because they up those prices on those things. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was joking with my husband about box Mac and cheese. Our family would eat four boxes. (laughs) Like we could never afford to do that. Um, any, or more, four or more, I should say, my kids would probably just eat four alone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyways it's possible. And on my um, Raising Rice's Instagram, I went a week and I broke it down each one to show the, but what the, the trick was that you had to use real ingredients. You know, you had to use an onion or garlic for flavoring that costs you less than a dollar. You know, you had to use, um, like you couldn't buy box things. Like I said, like if I was going to make mac and cheese for my family, I had to use milk and real cheese that I shredded myself, you know, or, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, to buy, I wanted to make, um, sandwiches for the kids and I made bread and it cost less than a dollar. I went and looked at the store and it's two fifty on sale. It's just, it's it. Oh, and that's cheap bread. And yeah. two fifty like, for a loaf of bread is like, in, I mean, I can't, I can't no. find any for like less than $5 a loaf. I mean, I haven't bought sandwich bread in a long time because of that, but well, yeah, I mean, this is expensive. like, you know, the cheap of the cheap of the, every, oh, gotcha. all the chemicals okay. are in it type. Of yeah. Thing. Yeah. Okay. You look back at the ingredients and you're like, I thought you just needed like flour and salt <laughs> and water to make bread. Why do I have like these words I can't even pronounce, you know? Um, yeah. anyways, I just share that to say it feels daunting. It feels like I, I only know how to cook this or I've been doing this my whole life. But when you start to just make small changes, when you start to use like for breakfast eggs as your protein instead of cereal or oatmeal, you know, like just on the counter oatmeal that you buy, it's, it is amazing how much money you're saving you know exactly what's going into your kid's body. And we talked about this and I don't want to say this lightly, but there is long-term ramifications on you and your kids when we don't know what's going into our kids' bodies, you know, and into our own. And I have a fertility story that one day I'll share with you guys. Maybe it's, (laughs) but it, it came to life during that fertility time. And, um, that, we were putting into our bodies a lot of things that our bodies were 
making it so fertility was being hard for us. So anyways, mm-hmm. not to, you know, get too far into the weeds again, because I'm looking at the time and I see we have one more category and Ashley, we knew this would happen. Um, but <laughs> let's talk as much as we think is warranted for this wellness and rest. Um, and that's really about like the care that we do to our bodies. And we're not talking about self-care, you know, the focus on self, but we are talking about, you know, having our bodies ready to do the good work for the glory of God. And, um, do you want to start this one, Ashley, and kind of talk a little bit? I know you're so passionate about rest. I can't wait to learn so much from you on this uh, topic. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. So, well, first of all, I'll just say, like, I think this is going to look different during different phases of life, right? If you are pregnant and nauseous and exhausted because growing a baby is a lot of work, like rest, like Marissa said, she needs to make rest a priority. Absolutely. And to be fair, I mean, rest for Marissa is not going to be like, oh, it's noon. I'm going to go take my bubble bath and an hour long <laughs> nap. But like, this is not, it's just, I mean, I would assume for you, it's like, okay, I really actually have to like sit down and put my feet up for a few minutes or whatever it might be. Um, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't even know how much that may happen for you, but I mean there. So what I'm trying to say is there are phases of life where you do need to make rest during the day, like daily rhythm of rest happening more often than other phases. And, but I, but I do, the Bible actually does have things to say about rest. And that is the Sabbath. Like we just, we have to remember God has given us rest. He has like given us a prescription of like, Hey, this is how you can do it to glorify me. And that will be true rest. And I think just it's so easy for Christians to overlook that or to think that for some reason that's not going to work for them or something like that. But um, but if God has told us, like, this is this is what I've given you in order to accomplish this thing, then that's what we need to be doing. If he has given us the Sabbath in order to accomplish rest, then why are we not leaning into that? And And yes, Jesus did say that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. But if he has, in fact, made this for us, then why are we not using it? And so um, and you can get very legalistic about it. And I totally get that. And I know there are like groups of Christians that do take it way too far. um, But uh, and by way too far, I mean, like, I can't tie my shoes. It's the Sabbath (laughs) or whatever it might be. But um, but I just think plan plan your week knowing that Sunday is the day you want to rest. So whether that means meal prep and having leftovers for the Sabbath or whether that means like this is the day we use paper plates or you know let's get the house cleaned up on Saturday night so that tomorrow we can rest and not be you know panicked because the counters are sticky or whatever it might be. Like just just set yourself up to have that day. And um and it doesn't, you know, that can look different. I've had phases of life, like, I just wanted to take a nap if I could on the Sabbath or phases where I would play with my sewing machine on the Sabbath, or I would read a book that I'd been really looking forward to. So it's going to, you know, and obviously it's going to look different if you have an infant or a baby or toddlers or whatever it might be. Um, but I just think it is so important to lean into Sabbath rest and um, because God has given that to us. So that I think is just a big 
um, continues to be something that I want to just keep getting better at. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that that really plays in hugely to wellness, especially in a culture that's so obsessed with how do we, how do we rest and not, not do too much? Well, there's a day for that. So (laughs) what about you? What do you think about like within like a wellness category? I love that you talked about rest. And so I won't go into too much into the rest other than to say, um, I love that for our family, our Sabbath rest is on Sunday as well. But growing up, my dad, um, my dad just retired actually not too long ago from being a pastor. And Mm -hmm. so our family chose to do our on a different day other than Sunday. And, uh, I guess like, there's probably not a lot of people listening to this that maybe be that are in the ministry or that their husbands are leaders, um, at the church, but sometimes Sunday can feel like a work day for -hmm. those that are serving the Lord. And as Ashley said, this isn't legalistic. This is for your good. So if Sunday is not the day that is, um, rest then, and you're, cause you're choosing to serve in some capacity, it's okay and appropriate to find another day that you spend time, you know, soaking in the restful nature that the Lord has given everyone. I was just thinking about our chickens. Our chickens have been on a rest all winter. So <laughs> I think if chickens can do it, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. but like seasons go on rest, like flowers, yeah. literally like tulips will not bloom their beautiful flower unless they are dormant for a certain amount of time, unless they are in rest, you know, mm-hmm. and you can see it all over God's creation. It's so good. And so rest is so important. Thank you, Ashley, for, for encouraging me. And I'm sure those listening in the importance of rest, it's not laziness to rest intentionally, right? Yeah. It is laziness yeah. to uh, be lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so quickly, um, and I say quickly because this is a rabbit hole of information when I talk about wellness. Actually, a mutual friend of Heather, her name's Heather. So mutual friend of Ashley and I, whose name is Heather. (laughs) Um, She is so good at wellness, about knowing Mm -hmm. the ins and outs and all the things. Um, But what I would like to say is a goal for my family, um, similar to food, is to remember that the Lord made certain things, you know, and in a sinful fallen world, there are things that we are going to experience when it comes to like sickness or, um, hurts and pains. And there are, uh, the Lord has created doctors and has created, um, ways for us to in severe times be, cared for in those types of ways. Uh, But there is some uh, different applications of taking care of our bodies that can be done with the things that God has provided for us before you reach those severe situations. And um, I think as we talk about what we put into our body, I think it's also important to talk about how we care for our body they kind of all go together, right? Like exercise is going to help you to stay well overall. Um, what you put in your body as far as what you're eating, good nutrition helps you care for your body on the inside. Mm -hmm. And, um, when we want to avoid things like sickness or severe illness, 
there are things that we can do to help our bodies with the natural things that God has given us. Um, a simple example that I think probably everyone will think of because it's just one of those things that are around the internet and everybody's using is elderberries. Um, Mm -hmm. this plant that the Lord has given us has lots of vitamins and other minerals in it that can help your body prevent it from sickness or if you are sick to help combat it. So when I talk about wellness for my family, I think one of my goals, overarching goal, is to make sure that I am doing what I can to care for the body of mine and the body of my family, my children, and my husband in the ways that God has equipped us before it gets to an extreme measure where we may need doctors. Does that make sense? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think you're so right. Like, um food and physical fitness and all of that. Yeah. Is preventative measures, but also, yeah, looking into sort of, I mean, I don't know. I feel like alternative healthcare has like big connotations, but I mean, just like, yeah, like you're saying like natural preventative measures like elderberry or that sort of thing. I know you guys do like, um, honey garlic Mm -hmm. and, um, what is that thing that I always think I'm going to make? And then I still have it fire. Is that that supposed to be preventative also, or is that for when you actually are sick? I never, I always see people make it, but I'm like, but then how do I use it? What do I do with it? Right. I would say you could use it preventative, but I would say it really has the most impact when you start to get like that tickle in your throat (laughs) and you're like, Oh, Oh, I think, you know, like you get those like little Mm -hmm. cues that something Mm -hmm. isn't right. And then, and then like you said, Ashley rest, During those times Mm -hmm. that you feel something, rest is important, you know, like taking an Epsom salt bath or, you know, putting the diffuser on or even essential oils. And I don't want to get into everything because the truth is, Ashley, as I've learned, everything can be abused, right? We talked about Mm -hmm. the guardrails, you know, don't make an idol out of it, right? Also, you have to be careful because some people have used natural things to glorify the devil. I'm just going to say it, you know, like, and you just have to be so careful with whatever you're doing and pharmaceuticals. I'm going to say that too, has been used to glorify, not God. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And it's not to say that we're anti-medicine. It's not to say that we're anti the hospital. Um, Again, another story, another time. But what it is to say is that God has given us some gifts and let's just make sure to use them, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and 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 somehow for thousands of years, people have had these things and been using them and, and doing good things with them. So, but like you said, there's obviously modern medicine. Yes. We're thankful for that also. So, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yes. oh my gosh, <laughs> isn't that true? Although oh. during, yeah, our... Yeah. Anyway. Okay. We can, yeah. yeah. Pull into the weeds, but yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Good it's, point. I like yeah. that. I, I do zinc too. That's a good, if I, yes. if my kids have colds, I'm like, Ooh, better take my zinc all day long. So um, they're harder yeah. pills to swallow, like literally harder pills to swallow. Like so my kids pills. don't <laughs> take them. Yeah. They're not comfortable, but anyway. I am so encouraged. I'm so encouraged that there are things out there that we can do because one, it doesn't make me feel helpless. And yes. two, when I get to the stage where I've done all the things that I know what to do, then I feel confident going to, you know, um, medical necessity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, 
But Ashley, not to hurry on to this section, but it is one of my favorite sections. Ooh, what thanks. has been cooking at your house lately, friends? Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> things have been weird because I've been cooking <laughs> a lot of them on the wood stove. And <laughs> as it turns out, I'm not Ma Ingalls and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's very different than cooking on other things where you're like certain things takes so long and then I tried to make a skillet cookie and burnt the whole bottom so anyway so I I've love been, it um, just because of our power outage and everything that's only been the last couple of days but I will just well okay I know we're reaching an hour here so I'll try to make it quick I don't, did I tell you that uh Jen our friend Jen and I are doing a winter formal dinner for the youth group stop it that is so did cute I, tell you that? I don't know no. okay, yeah, so yeah, so it's going to be super fun. I mean, the majority of our youth group are homeschoolers. They don't have dance, you know, like they don't get the opportunities to get super dressed up. So we're doing a formal dinner and her nieces do the dancing where it's like call, you call the dances yes. and they like learn them and do them. So that we're going to do that too. Oh, I love so it. It's going to be, oh man, awesome. My son just brought in four eggs which is like a record <laughs> for our chickens for the last month and a half anyway they're resting so, yeah oh goodness those chickens anyways so um yeah so we have been planning that yay and it's gonna be fun and uh we sent out the in or we gave all the invites at youth group last week and um, the majority of the kids are very excited and also equally confused about what to wear which is hilarious so <laughs> anyway, but it's gonna be fun but my whole point is I am testing out a roast today it's actually on our Traeger so that it doesn't use uh, we are not using the oven but um and I'm hoping that it will turn out well I did something similar one time and it's like so it's a chuck roast and I like sort of browned it and threw in um olive oil and salt and pepper all over it and then did garlic and red onion and then also did rosemary orange peel and Ooh. a couple cinnamon sticks love it so and then some and then broth and water to just keep it moist and so anyway so we will see how it turns out but I feel like I want something with sort of fun festive flavors for yes. the um so anyway so I'm doing just one chuck roast now because of course I'll have to upscale that to feed like 70 hungry kids so anyway so I'm doing a lot of recipe testing right now for that that's so cute but I love anyway, it yeah that's what I'm making and planning and working on how about you oh that's so cool um well I was just I just posted this on um social media yesterday which is so funny because we're talking about food today but one of the things that I was feeling strongly about for our family was that, um, kind of like when you were talking about the put off, put on, like you can get rid of something, but what are you doing instead? You know? Mm -hmm. And, um, <clears throat> our family has chosen that it is just not, uh, financially for us to go out to eat frequently. Mm. Um, as you can imagine a family of mm -hmm. eight and, uh, <laughs> I mean, your family is like five, 
Uh, I'll say five adults, six adults. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you heard that. I was getting a phone call, but anyway. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry if well, you that was. Yeah. It, are they on the phone? No, 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 I didn't. <laughs> just just <laughs> come on in. Yeah. <laughs> Continue the conversation. Welcome, welcome to Drink with Mickey. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's like oh, e- easy a hundred dollars for us to go yes. out to like a, and that's not like a really fancy. That's no. just a yeah. I mean, like, even go to Chick-fil-A, you're going to spend, you know, Mm -hmm. so much. Yeah. But anyways, but I was feeling like, um, (laughs) sorry, there's an echo on my voice. Do you hear it? No. Okay, good. All right. So (laughs) I was was feeling like I still want to give my children the experience of different kind of cuisines Mm -hmm. or different foods that are not just the normal that we make here at home. And so I've been trying to motivate myself to um, find different, different things. So like last month, I know I talked to you because you made it, we did like an Indian um, spice mix for our farm. And so Mm -hmm. that was like, Oh good. I really am glad that they can experience something like butter chicken, you know, Mm -hmm. and all of those flavor profiles. So just last night, Darren and I uh, made mussels for the kids, like a mussels with broth and our homemade bread. And I was doing the price breakdown. Did you know mussels are relatively affordable? I mean, we got like six pounds of mussels for like $6. Like it was... I know at the chef store, like they carry those things here in the middle of Idaho. Um, But I, so we made this broth uh, and super affordable ingredients, garlic, onion, parsley, um, heavy, heavy cream, uh, dried wine. And excuse me. So we made this whole meal and afterwards I sat down to calculate it with Darren and to feed our family of eight, a special meal, mind you, it was like 15 bucks, you know, like it was and I was so excited because you can't even go to the store or to a restaurant, excuse me, on the Oregon coast and get mussels for 15 bucks for no. one person. Yeah. And so anyways, it was inspiring. So that's what that's I've been awesome. cooking, trying to come up with new uh, recipes to yeah. allow my kids to experience different cuisine, but affordably and easy homemade with ease, right? <laughs> yes. It's yeah. It's tricky, especially because like we have an amazing Thai place that we love. Like oh. we just Lane just got it on Wednesday. because it was his birthday. So he picked up on the way home and yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be expensive for us to all eat Thai food, but like, <laughs> it's really hard. I don't want to cook Thai food at home because we all know how good it is at this one restaurant. <laughs> right. And there, there are some cuisines that I'm like, Oh, I could actually do this better at home. But then there's right. some that I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'll make a curry or whatever, but nothing like Well, when we were living in Oregon, anytime we were going to go out to eat, we would never go to pizza or hamburgers. We would only do things like Thai food or sushi or things we hadn't figured out how to hone in at home. But now that we're doing like seafood, I think, hey, you know what? Maybe I could try and tackle you know, a Chinese food or fried rice or Thai one day, Lord willing, you know, like, Yeah, yeah, I could just keep trying. And yes. maybe there'll be something like we did spring rolls with peanut sauce one day and those were delicious. So Yum. I'm like, okay, baby steps. Like, you know, I used yeah. to always order those at the Thai food restaurant. Oh, I we get them. Yeah. Yes. And so just little things, little things, right? <laughs> yes. And that's the whole point, right? This, this is what we're doing. We're all trying to slowly get better 
yeah. all these different homemaking things to bless our family. And then mm-hmm. maybe when we have great grandkids, we'll be good at them. Yeah, <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> and we can serve them Thai food. So, <laughs> They'll be so impressed. <laughs> yeah. <astounding. laughs> oh, man. Well, this has been such a good conversation. I am oh, thoroughly God. encouraged. I hope that all of our listeners are equally encouraged Mm -hmm. and I'm really excited because we have done now two of the eight and next week, if we're going in order is finances and that is going to be a fun conversation. (laughs) Yeah, that will be very, I need to, I need to chat with my husband before, (laughs) before you and I have that (laughs) conversation because we talked about goals, but we haven't actually like written any down you know like year it's 2024 goals I should say like for this year but right yeah yeah because accountability you at, right you can't look at all eight of those categories and sit down and you know no get you it can't. Out in an hour I mean you could but not intent not super intentionally and prayerfully so yeah anyway, you would have had so, to have all this stuff beforehand that's why we're doing it one a yes, week right <laughs> yes exactly it's good I like doing it this way so me too Awesome. This has been super encouraging. Yes. Thank you so much for all your wisdom and encouragement. And um, we're excited for next week. So we'll hope to see you guys then. Yeah. Sounds (laughs) good. Talk to you soon. Bye.